Look west across the Little Missouri River. Ignore the modern cabins. Imagine the remains of a military cantonment approximately a half mile from where you are standing. In 1879, the cantonment housed 40 to 60 soldiers assigned to protect the Northern Pacific Railroad construction crew from hostile Indian attacks. Now imagine a semblance of a town, Little Missouri. Move ahead to 1883 to that semblance of a town, a smattering of shack-like buildings, a train depot, and the Pyramid Park Hotel. Little Misery began its demise in 1883 prior to the arrival of two 25-year-old extraordinary dudes, the Marquis de Mores from France and Theodore Roosevelt from New York. The admonition, Go West Young Man, issued in 1851, appealed to the worldwide community and its siren call reached well beyond the ears of homesteaders and trappers. Move to April 1883, when the Marquis de Mores and his personal secretary, William von Driesch, began a whirlwind tour of both these badlands and the grasslands, a tour that resulted in the purchase of thousands of acres. These grasslands stretched from the Black Hills to the town of Medora and north to the Canadian border. They afforded the best ranges to the cattlemen. Newspapers of the time stated that the ravines and coolies offered the most perfect natural protection in the world from cold and storms. The Chicago Packers, most notably swift in armor, were already shipping dressed beef east. This practice was controversial because the railroads were just beginning to show a profit with the live cattle market. The cattle industry was booming. Tick fever, quarantine, feedlots were already items of concern. The Marquis was probably studying all of this in Chicago. The Northern Pacific Railroad had already reached into Montana Territory. The Marquis and his father-in-law, Baron von Hoffman, were convinced that Medora in Dakota Territory was perfectly situated as the new center of the northern cattle industry. The Marquis spent his first winter in America acquainting himself with the American banking industry and the cattle industry, both popular European investment sources. Dakota had further appeal for him from reports of the magnificent hunting opportunities experienced by a cousin, Count Fitzjames. Not to be underestimated was the logistical advantage of Medora's location at the eastern limit of the cattle range. It was the shortest haul to market, it had railroad facilities, an abundance of water, ice, and fuel in the shape of lignite coal, as well as immense amounts of range, shelter, and grass along the Little Missouri River. The Marquis' dream didn't stop there, but would include allied industries, a tannery, soap production, candle making, a shoemaking and glycerin works, fertilizer, and even butterin. Look north and then east. The Marquis' purchases included part of what is now Theodore Roosevelt National Park and the town site that he named Medora in honor of his wife. Indeed, the Marquis' love and esteem for his Marquesa is a recurring theme in our story. Look south. High on the bluff you can see the 26-room hunting lodge he built for his bride. You can learn more of those details at the Chateau de Mora State Historic Site Interpretive Center. 
September 8, 1883 marked the completion of the Northern Pacific Railroad from Chicago to Seattle. The timing was excellent for the birth of the Northern Pacific Refrigerated Car Company. By the end of 1888, the Marquis' land holdings included nearly 9,000 acres in what is now Billings County. The chimney and ruins directly before you are the remains of DeMores' dream of making Medora the northern center of the meatpacking industry. As you approach the ruins to the first story sign, you get a sense of the scope of his vision. In spite of the Marquis' youth, money, and ideas, within three years, by 1886, the packing plant was in real trouble. Relentless competition from Chicago, drought, dependence on grass-fed beef, and increasingly bad winters all took their toll from the profits. In 1885, another problem, this time a legal one. DeMores was indicted for the murder of Riley Lufsey two years earlier. He was acquitted of this charge, but the trial kept him from attending to his business affairs, and Baron von Hoffman, the banker and father-in-law, was left in charge of the Medora operation. Financial losses in the meat business during 1885 led the Marquis to adopt an aggressive plan. Butcher grass-fed beef at Medora and ship the dressed meat via the refrigerated cars for sale in 50 to 100 new butcher shops located in the poorer sections of New York City where the price would be three cents a pound cheaper than the competition. This required the creation of the National Consumers Meat Company capitalized at two million dollars. Also in 1885, the Frenchmen hatched yet another new scheme establishing a fattery near Medora where cheap feeds such as brewer's barley and other mash would be fed to cattle in immense fattening sheds, an early version of the feedlot. Unfortunately, the plan collapsed before it began. The New York City Butcher Shop project went ahead, and on July 4, 1886, the first car of dressed beef was shipped. But the plan failed on two accounts— Corn-fed beef was preferred to grass-fed beef by even the poorer classes, and local butchers began boycotting the Marquis' operation. In order to compete in the local market, the Marquis' shops had to purchase pork, veal, mutton, hams, bacon, and lard locally, an unanticipated expense. False reports that a highly infectious cattle disease had broken out in Dakota affected the reputation of beef being offered in New York, even though the Marquis, Theodore Roosevelt, and other cattlemen had acted to successfully avoid just such an epidemic. Sometime during October of 1886, the Medora plant was closed for the last time. The cost for the failure of the venture was upwards to $1,500,000. The Marquis' last proposal to salvage his meat business involved the acquisition of a Kansas City packing plant in April 1886, which would replace the Medora operation. The genesis of this was a meeting in New York with Oliver Summer Teal, president of the Western Dress Beef Company and the Southwest Dress Beef Company, an owner of a large herd of cattle in the American Southwest. 
In 1887, the two cattle barons joined to organize the National Consumers Meat Company, with the Marquis as vice president and western manager. The Frenchmen saw the new scheme as cutting out many middlemen, and thus meaning more profits for those slaughtering and marketing the dressed meat. They hoped to open 50 retail shops in New York City and use the refrigerated cars to ship the beef. The old fattery idea was revived with enthusiasm since it meant another market for Midwestern as well as Dakota farmers. However, with a credit limit of about $7,000 and the Marquis' natural tendency to spend, by the end of 1887, the Kansas City plant had run up bills of close to $50,000 before being finally closed down. The Medora packing plant burned to the ground in 1907. According to Harry Roberts, longtime residence and site supervisor of the Chateau de Mora State Historic Site, the fire was attributed to a discarded cigar smoldering in the ice house sawdust. You are now ready to leave Chimney Park and follow your map to de Mora's Park. <laughs>